I think the main driving force, if we look at it, I mean, we've alluded to it slightly earlier on in, in the week, is that you've got this resurgent U.S. dollar. You've actually had that U.S. dollar come under a fair amount of strength over the course of the last week. And, and the irony of this is that if, if we just cast our eye back to the last FOMC meeting, you know, we had them sounding very dovish, indicating that there was not going to be you know, a, a series of hikes. They were initially expecting four interest rate hikes in the U.S. for this year. That was softened to just two hikes. Uh, and in contrast to that, this week we've had about three or four different Fed speakers coming out and sounding very hawkish. And they're coming out now saying that you know, they think that they could easily hike another two times this year, uh, with the first one coming through as early as April. So, so all of this causing a little bit of a stir. It certainly led the dollar index roughly around 1.5 to 2% stronger over the course of this week. And that stronger dollars actually come through and start to hurt the rand as well. I mean, we've, we've had most majors weaker against the U.S. dollar. Uh, the rand trading from its base level earlier this week, uh, just below the 15 rand, 20 odd mark to levels of around 15.40 right now. Uh, and it looks as though those global forces seem to be back in the, in the driving seat with the U.S. dollar certainly being, uh, I guess, the safe haven of choice. We've got a world that remains uh, very, uh, in a very difficult space, both economically as well as geopolitically. And so all of those events certainly playing into the stronger dollar and unfortunately hurting the RAND as well as other emerging market currencies. Big story, also the significantly higher than expected CPI number pushed by higher food prices. Yeah, this is really a concerning one. So yesterday we had a South African CPI out and, and it rose to 7% on a year-on-year basis. Now, uh, this is very extended. It's significantly higher uh, than the market had anticipated. Uh, I mean, the market's expectation coming to at 6.8%, which was already very high. So surprising to the upside. And the main driver of that was an uptick in food inflation. We know that there's a drought in South Africa, and that's causing a massive spike in terms of short-term food prices. But the problem here is that prices are sticky when it comes to, to adjusting downward. They adjust upward fairly quickly. They don't really or very seldomly adjust down. And so on that basis, food and non-alcoholic beverages rising at this point in time by 8.6% on a year-on-year basis. Now, if you recall, at the Saab's last NPC, the Saab actually sees food prices peaking at around 11.5%, give or take, uh, toward the latter part of this year. So unfortunately, that that sharper uh, inflation trend coming through from food is probably only going to get worse in the upcoming months. It means that inflation is likely going to remain elevated for the rest of this year. Uh, the other component that was very concerning yesterday is that transportation inflation also rising by 8.7% on a year-on-year basis. So those two factors, uh, the main upside surprises, if you want to call it that. Uh, what's, uh, the one last point on this is that if you look at the CPI basket by weight, it's now 87% of that basket is now above the 6% level on the February print. Uh, and unfortunately, we've got this peak now. It might tail off a little bit if the RAND behaves, but then we're going to have a much sharper peak in inflation toward the, the latter end of this year. And so that means that inflation is likely to remain above the 6% band for this entire year and certainly justifies the Reserve Bank's hike that they gave us at the last meeting. And at the same time, probably gives them the scope, should the rent weaken from where we are now, probably gives them the scope to continue with their hiking cycle as they've indicated. So maybe let's first look at the oil component because, you know, that oil market's been rather volatile. It's now stabilized around $40 a barrel, but overnight it came under a little bit of pressure. And this is because we had the U.S. inventories or stockpiles 
continuing to post uh, a, a surplus in their market. Uh, effectively, on that basis, it means that the glut in global oil supply remains in place, and that causing oil to come under a little bit of pressure. I, I personally think oil could go a little bit lower from where we are right now. There's an OPEC meeting scheduled for next month in Doha, uh, and I don't see any production cuts uh, materially coming out of that meeting. But let's see what happens there. Uh, gold, by, by, by almost by contrast, there, gold has been rather uninspiring. I mean, it, it, it failed around that 1250 mark. It's now down around 1220. That's $1,220 an ounce. Uh, and this despite safe haven demand. And this just shows you that commodity prices in general uh, and gold also uh, impacted by that stronger dollar, meaning that a stronger dollar in aggregate or a weaker rand, if you want to call it that, just generally is still bad news for South Africa that still remains a raw materials and a commodities exporter. So unfortunately, no massive cheer for, for, for consumers or for the listeners as we go into the long weekend, other than the fact that hopefully oil prices can come off and that might alleviate some of the pressure uh, that we're going to see. But it doesn't mean we're not going to see a petrol price increase next month because remember there's an increase in the fuel levy that was promulgated in the budget so the general theme for me uh, just rounding off would be continue to tighten your belts because 2016 is still going to be quite a tough year ahead